Kenneth P. O'Donnell was President John F. Kennedy's tough, no-baloney top political aide, troubleshooter, appointment secretary, special assistant, and friend. To me, he was just Dad. David F. Powers, or Uncle Dave to me, was his dear friend from the Kennedy days who worked to keep Jack Kennedy's memory alive. Mr. Powers was one of the nicest, most congenial, funny men I ever had the privilege of meeting. To us, he may have been Uncle Dave. To Jack Kennedy, he was most certainly a best friend. My dad had been with Jack Kennedy since the first campaign, and while he always hoped to go to the White House, he was perhaps more surprised than anybody when he was tapped for his positions there. As he explained later to journalist and friend Sander Vanneker, the president and I just generally discussed what he planned to do. He wanted to go to Florida and said that we should all plan to go down with him to discuss the makeup of the government. At this point, he was not discussing any names, but he told Sarge Shriver he wanted him to take on the tasks of coming up with all the sub-cabinet jobs that he as president should and would want to fill. But it was a casual conversation, as I recall. About fifteen minutes after one of those meetings, Bobby asked me to come into the dining room with him. It was there, he told me, that the president was going to appoint me special assistant to the president. I was just surprised. I had assumed I was going to go on doing what I was doing, and then just transfer my operation to the White House. But I had no idea until that moment what the president really had in mind. I was surprised and pleased. I asked Bobby what the hell the title meant. Bobby laughed and said, it means whatever the hell he wants it to mean. Bobby and my dad had a relationship built on much more than a joined political philosophy. They were friends. They trusted each other, and they had each other's backs up until the end. The O'Donnells and the Kennedys did not first meet in 1946. In fact, our grandfathers, both working-class Irish at the time, had both gone to Boston Latin School together. No small feat for the Irish in those early days in Boston. Joe Kennedy Sr. went on to banking, finance, and politics. My grandfather, Cleo O'Donnell, headed to Worcester, Massachusetts, where he made his mark in college football, most famously as a coach at Holy Cross College. So when Bobby Kennedy looked up my dad at Harvard University in the fall of 1946, it was a meeting prompted likely by his own father. My dad liked Bobby immediately. He was tough, determined, and funny. He was also a political junkie. These qualities, and the ability to throw a ball and take a solid hit and bounce right back up again, made him instantly part of the circle of athletes at Harvard. This circle included my Uncle Cleo, who would become captain of the Harvard football team, as well as my dad, who would later become Bobby's roommate. Bobby was to become my dad's best friend and adopted younger brother. It was Bobby who introduced my dad to Jack Kennedy. Bobby was sure my dad, with his political inclinations stemming from his upbringing in Worcester, might be able to help his brother Jack, who had serious political ambitions of his own. He also felt Jack needed my dad's tough, no-bullshit, working-class Irish-American persona around him. It would balance out the elite, educated snobs that Bobby felt often gravitated to political types especially his brother. My dad's blue-collar roots were to become a key part of his successful relationship with Jack Kennedy. 
And, as my dad once said, Jack's computer of a mind recognized this quality immediately. Still, the first meeting was not auspicious. No lightning struck. No celestial voices sang the theme to Camelot. They were two returned war veterans, both heroes. That much they had in common. But my dad worried that Jack was too young, too inexperienced, and not serious enough. For his part, Jack had never dealt with anyone quite like my dad, and was not entirely sure he liked him. But Bobby persisted. Bobby always persisted when he believed in something.